Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, an independent voice for liberty, an oasis of sanity and civility, a breath of fresh air, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope your day is starting off well. I want to begin with a conversation about foundational freedoms. When I talk about foundational freedoms, I'm talking about the Bill of Rights, talking about our Constitution. And we've already had a conversation a number for quite some time now about how We're not facing a threat simply from big government. It's also coming from big business. I want to share with you at the outset about a major victory. A major victory for free speech. Because this is directly about big business. A judge has ordered a pro-life flight attendant rehired at Southwest Airlines. What is this about? Well, the Texas federal judge ordered Southwest Airlines to reinstate Charlene Carter, the flight attendant who made headlines after a jury ruled she was unlawfully fired for expressing pro-life views and for criticizing her union. This decision has now been filed five months after a jury decided in Carter's favor. Judge Brantley Starr remarked, Bags fly free with Southwest. But free speech didn't fly at all with Southwest in this case. This is a devastating comment from the judge. Bags fly free with Southwest. Free speech did not fly at all. Starr has granted Carter $300,000 in compensatory and punitive damages from Southwest. $300,000 in compensatory and punitive damages from the flight attendants union, the Transport Workers Union of America. $150,000 in back pay and $60,000 in prejudgment interest. I shout hallelujah. Justice has been done. Perhaps Southwest is going to appeal this. I hope not. But they ought to just sit down and take their ass kicking. Because this is inexcusable behavior in the United States of America. It's reprehensible is what it is. But I'm so thrilled that justice has prevailed here. You know, it's really interesting to me, and you've seen it. Have you seen the corporations lining up to show how woke they are and how determined they are to support women in the effort to kill their babies? So they can make corporate statements all they want about killing children, but to speak in defense of the innocent. You dare not do that. 
this is a good time to go into a conversation that I had with a friend of mine this morning. A little bit of a diversion before I go into a companion story about a case before the Supreme Court that we need to discuss. I need to find this post from a friend of mine yesterday. And this is a dear friend of mine. I have the utmost respect for her as a Christian believer. Unfortunately, I believe she's been profoundly, profoundly um, captured by the left. I'm looking to find this post. I wasn't intending to go into this today, but now I'm really thinking (laughs) I want to, and it's important that I do. Maybe she has since deleted this post. Let me just tell you what the post said. It was it was basically targeting Ron DeSantis and Florida. Apparently there's a court case, either was or is a court case, over Florida essentially going after the woke movement. And the question apparently came up during some part of this legal process to explain what does woke mean. The post that my friend put up was basically making fun of people for basically being against discrimination. Is This is how this was characterized. Now, I will tell you, As I was processing this in my mind, because I'd love to have a conversation with my friend about this, she has since moved away. She and her husband moved to another city. But one of the things I would say to her is this. You know what this whole woke thing is about? I was just thinking of this yesterday. You know what it's all about? It's all about a narrative of victim and oppressor. That's the storyline. Victim and oppressor. So everything is viewed through that prism. Now, as a Christian, I don't believe that that is accurate at all. And this whole thing of victimhood is, in my mind, very self-destructive. I've said this before, and I will say it again. If that's how you view me as, oh, poor black man who needs the protection of the government and all this other stuff. If that's how you view me, please do me a favor and stay the hell away from me. Honestly, I don't need people around me in my life like that. it's, it's, It's frustrating to me to watch that people would find this to be acceptable, to be in a place of perpetual victimhood, because that's what this is. And it's churning up vengeance, revenge, grievance, and it in turn turns around on who is allegedly the oppressor, or maybe even just descendants of oppressors, and looking for stuff that may not even be there. So I am to assume that every white person has some measure of racism without doing the opposite of blacks. This is all just pure nonsense, is what it is. 
I hope this has not been viewed as a diversion because it's not. <laughs> because I, I'm very concerned about this. That we are setting up a society for perpetual conflict. That's, you put it all under this title of woke. What it's all about is perpetual victimhood. And for that, I'm not interested. You can go back to sleep if that's what being woke is. Still to come in the broadcast, we're going to go into this other legal case that's very, very important. And I remind you again, a lot of my views very libertarian. I am not looking to be anybody's sex police or anything like that. Not in the least bit. But you also have to understand you have boundaries. Stay within those boundaries. I promise to stay within mine. We'll talk more about this as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, come aboard. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-938-1110, 800-938-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And on that text line, <laughs> I love this text. This person says about the flight attendant from Southwest, I hope she tells them to take that job and shove it. Because she doesn't want a job with a company like this. You know, the sad thing is, I have a good friend who works for Southwest. So it's a great company. I think it's employee-owned. And it's been a great place to work for so many people. But in this area, every area that is corrupted by this garbage, it, it really turns nasty, doesn't it? You know, if why don't we just, I mean... I'm just speaking. If I were there, can we just focus on flying? <laughs> you know what? Being on time? Boy, there's a novel idea. By the way, Southwest, I think, has one of the best records in terms of on-time performance. Just putting that out there. All companies that are woke need to go broke for woke. <laughs> to all us listeners, including me, who just complain to you about everything... Without the love of a family life, it's just a lonely journey with no destination. If prayers were meant to be answered, now's a chance to answer one. Oh. Yes, this can be a challenging time of year, especially for people in that place. This texture saying, you surprised me. I thought you would start off today with your cheerleading pom-poms for Hersha Walker. Today's election day in Georgia. Chris out of Shelby. We'll get there eventually. Oh, my goodness. Foundational freedoms. Foundational freedoms. We have this story reported by the L.A. Times. I love the headline. Supreme Court leans in favor of a Christian website designer's right to turn away gay weddings. 
before I even go into the story again, let me restate my position, largely libertarian. For the most part, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. I don't care about your sexual relationships. I don't. But if you get in my face and you try to affect my children and brainwash my children, we're going to have a problem. It's really that simple. Don't come and tell me that I have to celebrate whatever it is you're doing. Whatever that is. It may not have anything to do with sex. It might be religion. It might be something political. Whatever it is. I have a right to say no. This is, You know what this is all about, folks? And this is the word I'm learning about. It's about boundaries. Boundaries. And we all need to learn to respect and honor people's boundaries and not try to tear them down. Here's what's going on. The Supreme Court's conservative majority sounded ready to rule that a Christian website designer has a free speech right to refuse to work with same-sex couples planning to marry. The justices heard arguments in a Colorado case. Isn't it interesting how, how many cases like this come out of Colorado? It posed a conflict between the First Amendment rights of a business owner and a state anti-discrimination law that gives customers a right to equal service without regard to the race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. The outcome could cut out a hole in the laws of California and 21 other mostly blue states that directly forbid discrimination against LGBTQ customers. Now, several justices however, expressed interest in finding a narrow ruling that could bolster the First Amendment rights of some business owners without creating a broad new free speech loophole that would open the door to increased discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, race, gender, disability, or other legally protected characteristics. During more than two hours of argument, the justices sounded split along the usual ideological lines. Here's the case. Laurie Smith website designer before I even go into this case let me give you my two cents on this let's say I'm a baker I bake cakes you come in you want a generic cake you're gay you're a gay couple I don't care and and I'm not being facetious when I say this you're two men a man and two women, this goes back to what I said to you before about how I don't think the court, I don't think government should be, if they're going to blow up the idea that marriage is for men and women, you can't limit the number either. If you come in and tell me, I'm a Christian baker, and you know what, we're going to, four of us are getting married. Would you bake a cake for us? I will bake you a cake. If you ask me to bake a cake, put two men on it, I mean, for for whatever parties or whatever entities are in this marriage, I have a right to say no. I shouldn't have to prepare a cake that says, you know, happiness always, Jack and Bill. If that's against my spiritual convictions, to decorate that and to specially prepare that for you, for a, a union I don't agree with, That is where you have crossed a boundary. If you're trying to make me, compel me to do that. 
You want to buy a generic product? I'm not going to turn anybody away. But if it's not in my heart, it's against my convictions to do something that essentially endorses what you're doing, I should have a right to say no. On the grounds, not only religion, but free speech. Here's the case. Lori Smith, website designer, seeking to expand her business to include weddings, but she filed suit against the state of Colorado seeking assurances that she need not work with a same-sex couple seeking such a wedding website. In their legal brief, Smith's lawyers argued she does not seek a right to discriminate against gay people in every instance, but only wants the right to avoid being required, in her view, to express support for same-sex marriages that contradict her religion. This is very simple. And it's not like there's going to be some widespread discrimination that's going to open up some sort of Pandora's box. It isn't, folks. This is very limited. She goes on. She's willing to create custom websites for anyone, including those who identify as LGBT, provided their message does not conflict with her religious views. But she cannot create websites that promote messages contrary to her faith, such as messages that condone violence or promote sexual immorality, abortion, or same-sex marriage. Hello? Pretty simple. Why would she do something against her own convictions this is a violation for any government to expect somebody to do this i welcome your thoughts you know i I remember i i don't remember which school it was how old i was Maybe was, I think it may have been junior high, West Lane Junior High School, where I first heard this. And we had a kid in a class who just kept saying, what if, what if, what if, what if? And, you know, the teacher turned around and looked at that student and said, you know, what if a pink elephant fell out of the sky and crushed all of us? <laughs> I've never forgotten that. It was the funniest random thing. But there are those people. They're always caught up in the what ifs. And most of the times, the what-ifs don't happen. You know, it's really kind of like the whole abortion issue. I think we know by now, most of the abortions don't have anything to do with rape or incest or the woman's life in danger. We know that. Because the data shows that. Those instances, all of them are rare. Most of the cases, it's about one thing. It's about birth control. I don't want the baby. The baby's an inconvenience. So people try to hold up these horrible exceptions. That's what's going on here in this court case. What if? What if? What if? The liberal justices raising questions about this. What's the limiting line? Asked Justice Sonia Sotomayor, how about people who don't believe in interracial marriage? Or about people who don't believe that disabled people should get married? See, this is just stupid. This is, that's a moronic question. Who, how many people on this planet do you believe don't want a disabled person to get married? 
This is just silly. The interracial thing, yeah, there are people around who still are like that. But I go back to what I've said. If I were in an interracial situation, and I went to someone who didn't embrace that, and I was going to spend a significant amount of money on a wedding, and this person's not into that and has a problem with that, if they can't put their full heart into it, I want to go somewhere else. I don't know about you. I don't want somebody begrudgingly serving me any in any capacity. This whole argument is stupid to try to defend forcing somebody to do something against their conscience. And it looks like this case is going to go the way of liberty. And it should. These folks who want certain services... They have a lot of choices, a lot of choices. A lot of people who would love to provide these kinds of services for them. Wonderful. Over on the text line. (laughs) This person says the only thing good to come out of Colorado is Coors Light Beer. (laughs) That's pretty good. I listened to some of the arguments. I heard a lot of what ifs. Black customers, interracial, disabled, Jewish. I wish Smith's attorney had done a what if neo-Nazis wanted a website with swastikas and burning crosses so members could easily find rallies or protests. Exactly. Oh, that's a great example. Oh, we can't discriminate, right? We need to be open to all and serve all of our customers. So you bake that cake with that swastika. You make that website and put that swastika on there real prominently to make sure everybody gets the message. You hear me? Have we we lost our minds? There are federal laws already on the books that already make discrimination illegal. It's posted. The proverbial entrance at every HR department across the country. The reason the states pass these types of laws so they can treat people in preferred groups special or differently. Yep. By the way, hate crime laws do the same thing. Yes. Boy, you have no idea how on the mark that is. That is right on the money. Vince, amen. I'm not wanting to be forced into something I disagree with and having it forced on our children. But when you say, if you get in my face about that, I surely thought you were going to say, I'll punch yours. That would have been a Coke classic. Jeff, you're cut off the rest of the day. Coke classic. (laughs) Vince, they seek these people out so they can promote their victimhood. You know darn well there's other companies that would be happy to gay up. Whatever. Yes, Because it's all about money, folks. The left just argues against ludicrous straw men on every issue. Yep, that's how they do it. Vince, it's well known, so do my yours. Not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Jim out of Easley. (laughs) And this, Vince, I just tuned in. Are we discussing Kanye's cake? (laughs) That is hilarious. In reference to the Nazi stuff. Oh, my gosh. Bless that poor man. Lord, bless him. That's all I can say. (laughs) So we will continue to follow this case. I want to give you a heads up, and 
We're going to have to carry this into the next segment, but I want to preview it and then talk about what's happening in Georgia today. Ah, where do I want to go as a preface to my remarks? Let me just start here. Folks, you've got some people allegedly representing you who you cannot trust politically. You simply cannot trust. We've talked about the lame duck session of Congress. You need to know what they're working on. Remember I told you they're working on legislation. They're going to throw something about legalizing pot and banking regulations in association with marijuana businesses. They're going to throw that in with the National Defense Authorization Act which is just an abomination in and of itself. In fact, I don't even care what you attach to it. The fact that you're attaching anything and don't have, as we talked about as well yesterday, just do standalone legislation. It's an abomination. These folks are snakes. Well, you need to know these politicians have something else up their sleeve. Let me just preface my remarks coming up in the next segment by telling you this. I warned you about this a long time ago, folks. One of the things, what do, what do I always warn about in this program? False binary choices. Unfortunately, the, we have the false binary choice of the establishment Republican Party versus Donald Trump. As if those are the only choices. I warned years ago during... The beginning of the Trump era, I warned, we need to be firmly established in conservative ideas and values, not building around a person. Well, guess what? Now that Trump is fading, guess who is coming back into the forefront? The establishment Republican Party. And they're coming back with a vengeance, folks. I need to tell you what they are up to. And it's not good. And... There are people right here in this area. Stay with us. I'll tell you who they are. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Over on the text line, before we delve into a story of betrayal that could be underway, and dare I say it, right here in the state of North Carolina, yes, your ears ought to be perked up. Over on the text line, Vince, let me know when Sotomayor says something that's not mind-numbingly stupid. I'll wait. <laughs> Liberals want to use it's the principle of you should bake my cake, photograph my wedding, etc. Liberals are known for forcing their opinions on others. Yep. I wonder if a Muslim baker would be forced to bake a cake for a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be entertaining? Come on. See, and the thing is, I think people know what buttons not to push. Don't you think? Vince, I can't wait to see how big of a fool Georgia makes of itself. 
you would think a place that can play football as good as they can could at least count their votes in an election. <laughs> it's from Jeff. We will see how this unfolds. This person referring to lawyer Ben Crump, I would not serve him, not because he's black, but because he's ugly. <laughs> wow, you were cruel. Vince, there's nothing fading about the Trump era. I'll be glad to uh, debate that if you'd like to call in. We can have that conversation. Also from the upstate, it's not Trump, Vince. And you know it. He's just the only person that has the confidence and stamina to stand for what's right. Oh, my gosh. Please stop. I'm not even going to read the rest of this text. I'm not. Jeff does have a serious text. On a serious note, there's some people having a hard time being weaned off President Trump and accuse us of wanting to move on. To move on to the next one is being disloyal. How do I convey to that person that if we go with him in 2024, we should be ready to get our asses kicked again? If It's not that I'm disloyal to Trump. It's that I am loyal to America. Jeff, you get text of the day. Oh, my goodness. That is so on the money. And this is what I mean about transcendent values, right? I'm not telling you you have to disrespect or dishonor Donald Trump. Not at all. I'm just telling you. At the end of the day, you have to put the country first. And ask who is going to... You know, this guy may have served for a season and been great for a season... But it's time to move on. That's what I'm saying. And I think more people are embracing that message. Let's talk about what's happening here, right here in the state of North Carolina. I hope I have time to appropriately cover all of this. But we have this story that has been reported by the fine folks. This is a classic. Over at Right Scoop. The Senate's about to shove through a pathway to citizenship for Dreamer illegals. Thanks to, are you ready for the name? Republican Tom Tillis. First, it's the Republican compromise bill to redefine marriage to include gay marriage in the Senate. Now it's another Republican compromise to give illegals a pathway to citizenship in the Senate. Tom Tillis is behind them both. I would expect the plan to be to shove this through before Republicans take over the House in January because McCarthy has vowed not to support any path to citizenship for any illegals whatsoever. Here's more from the Washington Post. Senators Tom Tillis and Kirsten Sinema have reached an agreement on a draft framework of immigration reform compromises. They involve issues such as the fate of dreamers brought here illegally as children and the processing of asylum seekers at the southern border. Will the 10 Republican senators necessary to overcome a filibuster go along? A white paper laying out this Tillis Cinema blueprint is circulating now on Capitol Hill. Though the details are in flux, here's a partial list of the major items it contains. Some form of path to citizenship for 2 million dreamers. A large boost in resources to speed up the processing of asylum seekers, including new processing centers and more asylum officers and judges. More resources to expedite the removal of migrants who don't qualify for asylum. A continuation of the Title 42 COVID health rule restriction on migrants applying for asylum until the new processing centers are operational with the aim of a one-year cutoff. 
More funding for border offices. The idea behind this compromise is this. It gives Democrats protections for two million dreamers, beefed up defenses of the due process rights of some migrants. It gives Republicans faster removal of migrants who fail to qualify for asylum to keep them from remaining in the country, a continued restriction on applications for the next year, and more border security. It remains to be seen whether enough Republicans or Democrats will support this in the Senate. Writes Coop saying, I sincerely hope not, because just... Voters just put Republicans in charge of the House. All major legislation should be put on hold until the new House convenes. The Republican senator from North Carolina knows this, but would seem to have other plans to try and get this through with Democrats still in charge. It's infuriating. Tom Tillis is quickly becoming one of the worst Republicans we have in the Senate. And it's my shame that this rhino comes from North Carolina. I thought you should know. Folks, do with this what you like. I, I'm just being honest. Tom Tillis seems like a nice enough guy. Never trusted him. By the way, need to go into Liberty scores on this one. We will. Transformation Tuesday, and we'll talk about TikTok. Great action by the governor in South Carolina as we continue. This is the Vince Coakley Radio. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast. We're going to talk a little bit more about this later because, boy, did we get this text line scrolling when I mentioned Tom Tillis and what is going on. Oh, my goodness. There's some people really fired up about the possibility of amnesty. By the way, before I forget, in case you need to know, I don't mind. He- tes- I don't hesitate to tell you again what Tom Tillis's liberty score is. It's a freaking 49. 49. Do with that what you like. But this is what I've come to expect from Tom Tillis. This does not surprise me at all. We'll talk more about this a little bit later on because I want to give you the opportunity to express. Some of you have already done so on the text line. But I want to go into a very important subject that is probably not getting the attention it deserves. And it's something so many of our young people are just absolutely entranced by. I'm referring to TikTok. I applaud the governor of South Carolina, Henry McMaster, took the extraordinary step yesterday of banning the Chinese-owned app TikTok from government devices, citing security concerns. The governor said in an official request to the Department of Administrative Executive Director Marsha Adams, he's seeking to have the social media platform TikTok permanently removed, access blocked from all state government electronic devices managed by the department protecting our state's critical cyber infrastructure from foreign and domestic threats is key to ensuring the health, safety, and well-being of our citizens and businesses. This is really, folks, a no-brainer. This follows a warning some days ago from FBI Director Chris Wray expressing national security concerns about TikTok, warning the control of the popular video-sharing app is in the hands of a Chinese government 
that doesn't share our values. Well, duh. What is this all about? And why should we be concerned about this fun little app that everybody, so many of our young people are enjoying every day? Well, who else better to answer this question than our cybersecurity expert, uh, known around the world, Morgan Wright is back with us. Good morning and welcome back, sir. Good to have you with us again. Thank you, Vince, and Merry Christmas. Hey, same to you. Uh, well, let's jump right in. Tell us about TikTok. You know, it's a place where so many people, I mean, I have people sending me videos from TikTok every day. Uh, it seems so harmless. It's so fun, and our young people are enjoying it. What's the problem? Yeah, um, Here's the problem. First of all, it originates out of China. Anything that originates out of China is subject to control, number one, by the Chinese Communist Party, number two, by their intelligence military. And if people think I'm kidding, that's actually written in Chinese law that technologies, intellectual property that's developed in China has to be shared with the military and the intelligence organizations for the better good. Now you're going, well, what does that have to do with me and TikTok? Here's why. TikTok in China is fundamentally different than TikTok in the U.S., for a couple of reasons. They serve up uh, educational videos, and they limit time to 40 minutes in China, not in the U.S. So, Vince, what it is, it's, it's a massive influence operation. It's a massive propaganda operation. But here's, to me, here's the telling thing. Having worked inside classified environments, inside the intelligence community, anytime you have the director of the FBI, anytime you have a Democratic senator who's at odds with a previous Republican president, which would be Senator Mark Warner, Donald Trump, Anytime you've got a senator coming out who's the head of the Senate uh, Select Committee on Intelligence saying that, hey, I got to tell you, I agree with Donald Trump. TikTok is a problem. These are the folks that have access to classified information. These are the folks that have access to what's actually going on behind the scenes. So, uh, Vince, I mean, we could go into a lot of detail, including Senate testimony by their COO, Vanessa Pappas. There's a lot of concerning things about who has access and what types of things they're influencing. And I don't have to change your mind overnight, but you give me a couple months, three to four months, I can change your mind over that period of time. You won't even know that I've taken you there because it's done by degrees, by incrementalism. So that to me, that's one of the big dangers. So what is their goal with Americans? What do they want to accomplish? Information dominance. They want to be able to control uh, politics. They want to be able to control the way China is viewed. They want to be able to control political outcomes. And one of the ways you do that is by sensitizing people or feeding them information over and over again to change their mind from where it was to where you want it to be. I could do that over time if I were given a platform that allowed me unfettered access to especially younger children who are uh, more susceptible to having um, imprinted uh, you know, thoughts and patterns more so than maybe some adults are. You know, they say it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Well, I'm an old dog. I may not learn new tricks, but I can see the tricks that are being played on younger people. So this is really a way for them to manage propaganda, influence, and information dominance over over the United States, especially over in the political area. It would seem to me that another major purpose they're serving here is distraction. Having our children so preoccupied with this garbage, I'm, I'm serious, I know people, I'm around younger people, and I find so many times they can't get their heads out of this stuff. They're distracted. 
That's why there's a 40-minute time limit in China. Uh, do we enforce for, at a national level a time limit? No. I mean, when you look at the impact social media has had on children since it started coming out, you look at the rate of suicide. The rate these, these are CDC figures. These are not Morgan Wright's figures. These are CDC figures. Uh, it used to be uh, homicide was the second leading cause of death for boys age 14 to 17. It's now suicide. Homicide has dropped to the third category. Accidents usually are the top, but it's the impact of kids, 10 to 13-year-olds, girls, 10 to 13-year-olds. We've seen the suicide rate go up. Unfettered access to social media has a harmful effect on children. It's like anything else. Any, if it's done in moderation, it's one thing. But when, when you're allowed to be on a device for 10, 12, 15, 20 hours a week, there's, there's nobody who can convince me otherwise that that cannot have a potentially harmful impact on the way our kids think about themselves, hmm. think about uh, issues. And to your point, it's exactly right. It keeps them distracted. I mean, scientifically proven, goldfish have a longer attention span than adults, uh, you know, on things. So <laughs> this is kind of where we're headed. Wow. What are they doing with our information? Uh, are, are they extracting information from young people? You know... Vince, they they do everything they can to dance around the issue, and I go back to a recent Senate hearing, which that's why I brought up the COO, Vanessa Pappas. They were actually asked very direct questions about, does anybody who is a member of the Chinese Communist Party have access to this data? We ensure controls. I mean, in other words, it's a non-answer answer. It was very difficult to get information. So, yeah, I, you know, without a doubt, this information is being collected. It's being harvested for two reasons. Number one is to understand how they can influence thinking. It's not so much about how do I influence a particular person, but how do I influence an entire generation or how do I influence an entire demographic by doing that? So, yeah, I believe there's no doubt they're harvesting this information. Parents who don't, um, who allow TikTok to be on, e even under the age of 13, the Child Online Protection Act, COPA, there's supposed to be, you know, protections in place, but we know those are easy to get by. But I tell you what it ultimately boils down to uh, all my kids are grown up now. I don't have to deal with a lot of this. But when they were growing up in the days of, um, you know, MySpace and stuff, I was very clear about what information you could and could not put on there. And I shut off access to one of my kids' accounts because they posted information about their age, sex, and location. I said, that's a no-no. And that was even going on back then. But at, at some point, it's got to be up to the, the adults to be yes. the adult in the room, to be the parents and say, you don't get to do this. There's a time limit on how much you can use it. And we're going to set time limits uh, and we're going to enforce those. Yep, it's very important for parents to be parents. Kind of a novel idea, isn't it? Uh, as always, Morgan Wright, you're always so helpful, so insightful. Thanks a lot for coming on the broadcast today. And uh, if we don't talk to you before then, you enjoy your Christmas holiday. Same to you. Merry Christmas, guys. Back on the Vince Copley Radio Program. You heard the concerns about TikTok. And uh, they're pretty serious. Isn't it interesting? They restrict TikTok in China. Time limits. And I've told you, I've watched people. Mostly, I'm seeing people in their 20s, 30s, can't turn this stuff off. It's absolutely crazy. Let's go out to a call here in Charlotte. Jeremy, good morning and welcome. Hey, good morning, Vince. Um First, thank you for having that guest on. I thought that was, you know, it, it's it's really good to hear about TikTok. Um, and I am, you know, the things he's talking about, about, you know, the Communist Party harvesting information, learning from that, uh, all of that is really important stuff. Um, 
And, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm my views are, are very conservative. So, uh, you know, in a lot of respects, a lot of that stuff concerns me. But I wanted to, you know, say on the other side of things with TikTok, which you don't hear sort of the positives anymore um, as it relates to a lot of this stuff, you know, I, it, TikTok is very unique. You know, I, I'm, I'm on it here and there. My, I've got teenage kids that are on it quite a bit. And, yes, I hear all the talk about the dangers, and like I said, I'm absolutely concerned about, you know, data harvesting and, and privacy and those kinds of things. But the positives to TikTok are that, you know, what I have found that was during these past few turbulent years, it was the only outlet that I could hear points of view from normal people in the United States about controversial topics or one side is controversial on things like election fraud, vaccines, uh, things along those lines. So that's one plus for me that that's the only place with so much censorship that was happening that you could actually just pull up and hear people that were thinking like you were about those topics. And on the other, uh, you know, some other things are, you know, things like spiritual stuff and, you know, little science clips and all that good stuff that I consider net positive that you know, I might learn a little science fact from some, you know, clip on TikTok from that I wouldn't have ordinarily found. So there's something really good about the the, uh, the actual medium itself and the way it delivers the content. But I think it's a really interesting discussion because, you know, I, it, there's sort of a dichotomy here. Yes, maybe it is the Communist Party and they're doing all this stuff with tracking and all that. But then how do we explain that the that's the only outlet that was allowing through you know, opinions on things where Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything else was censoring, they were the only ones that were... Isn't that interesting? Through. That's... You know, you know what you, you've just given, Jeremy? You've given a damning indictment on America. Do, do you realize that? This is a terrible yeah. indictment on corporate uh, America and the disrespect for free speech, the contempt for free speech, and the idea of being able to have an open town hall. Now, this is allegedly what uh, Elon Musk wants to build with Twitter. You know, whether that happens remains to be seen, but uh, it, what you've said here is a challenge. Somebody needs to provide that. That's really what you're saying, right? Yeah, sure. If I would have been able to freely, I mean, I can think of a few niche websites where I could get the opinions that I kind of wanted to, you know, in my own echo chamber that I wanted, you know, but I think were valid other sides of the story when it came to, you know, election fraud and the vaccines and things like that. You know, let's call them, you know, conservative points of view that for the past few years have been completely shut down elsewhere. So it, it is. It's ironic because I, no doubt I believe and I appreciate that there's people like your guests who are out there looking out for us. And if this ties back to the, con you know, do I want my daughter's information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, heck no. And so the safeguards need to be there. But until, like you said, until the American based tech companies can allow content along those lines to flow freely. Uh, TikTok's still the only place where I can search up a hashtag on these things and find unfiltered opinions yeah, that I think the, are valid to be out discussed. They're the only game in town, it sounds like, for you, Jeremy. Very much appreciate your call. Thanks for your very thoughtful insights that you've shared on the broadcast today. Quickly go out to Wesley Chapel and Ed. Good morning, Ed. Welcome. Good morning, Vince. Thanks for having me. I enjoy your show. Um, and, and like 
the previous caller, I, I appreciate the guest you had today. Um, one concern that um, he made me think of is that most, if not all, of the Apple products are made in China. Many PC products are are made in China. And what kind of security risks do we have in those? It's a very yeah, good it's question. Probably, it's, it's too bad your guest was no longer on the line, but uh, that would be a good question for him to uh, well, possibly uh, it's some. To. It's something perhaps we can pose on a future conversation, Ed. Uh, very much appreciate your call. Very quickly, going to go out to Terry, see if we can get this in before the break. Uh, good morning, Terry, and welcome. Hi, Vince. Okay, so the question is, why did everybody trash Trump for saying that TikTok was a problem way in advance? Because it's Trump. The government. Yeah, there you go. Hello. <laughs> I knew orange where you were man. going with this, Terry. <laughs> orange man, orange man, dad, orange man, dad. So yeah, there you that's, go. That's that's where, and it's unfortunate again because, frankly, we've got a lot of shallow people out there. It t- turns out the guy was right. Of uh, course, again. of course. I mean, sad, you know. It's just it's like we are so biased in the way that we think these days. It's just really sad. It's very unfortunate, and uh, we've, so anyway. we've all got to guard ourselves against this kind of of tribalistic thinking, or I would say non-thinking, Terry. Um, very much appreciate your call, and you know this is a cautionary thing for all of us. We all need to step back and ask ourselves, are we objectively looking at truth and facts without favor toward a personality, or without contempt for a personality because there are a lot of times well i don't believe that so-and-so said that you know you've you've heard the expression a blind nut a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes you've also heard that a broken clock is right twice a day so you cannot make assumptions especially about people you just don't like you know it's it's rather foolish we could all stand to, again, do some self-examination here and make sure we're looking to find the truth no matter who it comes from. Even CNN. I know that's shocking. Stay with us. on the broadcast a couple of news stories i want to tell you about quickly one of them the fbi actively investigating that power grid attack in moore county this is something that the authorities in moore county asked for they asked for help from state and federal authorities to look into what has happened this is something intentionally that was intentionally done by someone who just basically shot up and disabled equipment at a couple of substations in Moore County, North Carolina. You've probably also heard in the news the suspect of the Colorado Springs nightclub shooting that killed five people has formally been charged with murder, hate crimes, and assault. Murder, hate crimes, and assault. So we'll continue to follow that case as it makes its way through the system our conversation earlier about tiktok 
generate a lot of curiosity. This texture. <laughs> Vince, while mind blown, the only place we have to freely express our thoughts and opinions, a freaking communist run platform. Unreal and scary as heck. Yes, it ought to be. Sounds as if you're saying the communists are doing better by their people as far as what they're being educated with. No gangster rap or anything that degrades its people. (laughs) Yeah, there are plenty of other concerns, as you might expect. Vince, concerning the nearly 2 million dreamers in the U.S., I recognize they were brought here legally. I know hardliners want them rounded up and deported. But these people are now an integral part of our economy and have families of their own. As a Republican, I believe they should be provided a path to citizenship. We need to stop using the dreamers as a political pawn for a deal making leverage with Democrats like Trump did. What a lack of humanity, this texture says. Vince, I always thought Trump was a bit of a nut, but I voted for him in 2016 because I was disgusted with the rhinocrats and wanted to shake things up. Trump is still the biggest multi-bang grenade in the box. <laughs> Very true on that. Tell you what, I, uh, I'm i going to share just part of a story that I think is really interesting that goes to the heart of what's happening with their values i man i'm i'm going to have to turn this tv off that's in front of me you know i'm i'm my computer screen right to the left of me there's an event right now gold medal ceremony for january 6 responders okay i that's wonderful let's award them they always bring together the top leaders of the house and senate Earlier, we heard Mitch McConnell was up there on the stage, and there was Chuck Schumer, and now it's Nancy Pelosi. I I can't. I, I've just got to turn it off. I cannot look at this woman's face. I know it's terrible, just being honest. Let me very quickly. Uh, for Transformation Tuesday, briefly share this with you, and I'd encourage you to look this up. This is an article in... A website called Mere Orthodoxy. It's called Tolkien Was Right. Notes on the Respect for Marriage Act and the Post-Boomer Church. Sometime after his death, an editor was going through the papers and books in J.R.R. Tolkien's library when he came across an old copy of C.F. Lewis's pamphlet, Christian Behavior, which would later be republished as one section in Lewis's classic Mere Christianity, folded inside the book. A letter Tolkien had written, but apparently never sent, to his longtime friend and fellow Oxford. In it, Tolkien took issue with Lewis's treatment of divorce in the pamphlet. Briefly, Lewis argued for the creation of two separate marriage institutions within the United Kingdom. The former, church marriage, would be handled by the Church of England, defined by Christian conception of marriage, while the latter... Civil marriage would be overseen by the state, governed by the moral norms in favor with British society. This is kind of interesting. Did you know this? Through this, Lewis thought British Christians could preserve Christian ideas of marriage, including the prohibition against divorce, while honoring civil laws that were far more permissive regarding divorce. Tolkien objected strongly to the idea and wrote an aggressive letter to his friend saying, 
no item of Christian morality is valid only for Christians. In other words, Christian morality is human morality because Christianity is a true account of reality, including the human person. You can't create bifurcations between a kind of privatized religious morality and the real public morality that governs our common life together. The foundation is that Christian morality is the correct way of running the human machine. Your argument reduces it merely to a way of perhaps getting extra mileage out of a few selected machines. The horror of the Christians with whom you disagree the great majority of all practicing Christians at legal divorce is in the ultimate analysis precisely that horror at seeing good machines ruined by misuse toleration of divorce if a Christian does tolerate it is toleration of a human abuse which it requires special local and temporary circumstances to justify as does the toleration of, of usury if indeed either divorce or genuine usury should be tolerated at all as a matter of expedient policy. To be sure, sins and crimes are separate. There are any number of sins that ought not be made illegal and punishable by the government. But Tolkien here is not arguing for sectarianism or theocracy. He's merely insisting we flirt with disaster when we presuppose that the moral law and our nation's civil laws have nothing to do with each other. If you can change civil laws in ways they can make them explicitly contrary to God's moral law. Tolkien thinks you're headed for trouble. This is a cautionary article that's written addressing the subject of marriage and what's happened in our society. I'd encourage you to read it if you like. It's basically Tolkien was right. You can look that up. Tolkien was right. Mere orthodoxy. I'd love to get your thoughts on the article. I think it raises some very valid concerns about where our culture is headed. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.